Scott and Kale are back in action as they'll discuss their favorite parts of the summer as well as their best back-to-school tips. All that and more on today's No Fun Intended. Welcome back, Kale Paget. You had an eventful summer. Um, it was kind of eventful. I, I don't know how eventful it was. I mean, there was uh, the not getting into the Canadian border. Um, so that was kind of awkward after you drove 26 hours to sure. get to Canada to have them deny you because the Canadian Donald Trump said, you can't come over here taking our jobs, which I was going to be an unpaid intern. So that was uh, that was does begin the summer. Uh, then... I stayed in Fort Collins, Colorado. Worked for Colorado State University this summer. That was pretty fun and everything. And then when I got I got back to Norman, and then I went to uh, Europe for a study abroad program with the uh, business school, and that was uh, also fun. My luggage I lost twice. Uh, I flew to to Germany, hung out in Berlin for a week, and then when I flew to London, uh, my luggage never showed up for two weeks, and then finally got it my last week in London. And then uh, when I flew back, it never made the plane to London, so it <laughs> didn't come back with me. And uh, so I got that about three days later once I got back here. So Maybe you shouldn't go anywhere. You should just stay where Maybe you are. Not. Because clearly you're not uh, meant to travel other at all. Other countries don't like me. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't wear American flag t-shirts like while I'm in other countries. But on the other hand, it does show that America truly is the best. I mean, yeah. you know, Canada doesn't even, doesn't even want you, which I don't know why, because... I mean, if if I'm Canada and if I'm getting an American, I'm like, whoa, guys, this is a big summer. Like, we, we got to get this guy in. Yeah, we're gonna treat him all at all access. I mean, VIP status, but no, that's interesting. So Justin Trudeau was waiting for you at the border, and he said, pretty much, not today, dude. I mean, actually, he would have probably let me in. It yeah. was just the crazy border guard that I got. Gotcha. That just didn't want to allow me in. It was really funny because the border guards, there was five of them, mm-hmm. and there were three on my side, just saying, let him go in, and two fighting against me and they were arguing between each other and I sat there while they argued for about two hours and then they made me leave go back into Montana and then come back the next day and then by the time the next day they had figured out that they didn't want to let me through but they did give me like a week pass to at least see Canada because I would driven so far interesting well so I guess it's a bit of a consolation but I still feel like yeah the drive isn't worth you know having to yeah. go through all, all the peril which is interesting because I feel like all these people say they're going to leave if Trump gets elected Maybe not. It's not that easy. <laughs> they're, they're not letting like you in, apparently. Like, you can go there for a week, I guess, but, I mean, you're hopefully going to well, I think, come back. Well, honestly, I think if you were just going to vacation or something, you would have been fine. You could have probably stayed there for months. But right. because I was going as an intern, they wouldn't let me in, which was really weird because it wasn't like I was taking a paid position. Mm-hmm. I was only there for six weeks, an unpaid job. Right. It was just a really odd situation. The company I was working for had no idea that they needed to fill out like immigration status stuff for interns, right. you know, unpaid interns too. So it was a big, I mean, I, I can't blame anybody for that cause no one knew right. that we had to do that. And yeah, yeah. so it was really awkward. And even the, like I said, the border guards had no idea. Like they had never come across that situation and it was a battle between them at the place too. So it was, a uh, it was interesting to say the least, uh, but I got, I looked out and uh, when I saw like kind of the writing on the wall that I wasn't going to be allowed to stay in Canada um, I started just mailing out. I just sent out emails to pretty much anybody I could on the way back to Norman because I'd already rented out my apartment in Norman, so I couldn't come back here. Okay. And um, and luckily Colorado State they said they had two interns quit the same week and they were looking for help. So well, that's I great work out. Yeah. I mean, I guess the lesson learned here uh, today is that uh, don't try to pursue your dreams because 
an entire country is going to fight over you. Yeah. And you might lose. True. The, I mean, the good news was out of it, I met my uh, like childhood hero, uh, Mike Bobo, who I wore his jersey to like a fifth grade dance. And then he's <laughs> the football coach at Colorado State. So I got to meet him on my last day there while I was eating pizza. He happened to walk by down the street. And I like shook his hand and hung out and uh, talked to him for a little bit, and that was uh, that was funny because I was like, well, I'm not gonna meet this guy, but I remember him playing when I was a kid growing up in Georgia, and then just so happened that the last day I'm there, I see him like walking down the street, and my boss was like, hey, that's my Bobo, let's get him over here so he can meet him. I was like, oh, right, cool, that's fantastic. Yeah. I actually uh, almost applied for a position in Colorado Springs for a magazine, and so I've been asked if we could have done a Colorado Sweet edition of No Fun Intended. True, um, it's okay. But you ended up having probably your dream summer out of it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you know me, you know I love soccer. And uh, growing up in Dallas, I was a huge FC Dallas fan. And so I applied to be their digital content and uh, social media intern. And I got it. And it was a blast. Um, I got to spend all my game days running Twitter, running Snapchat from the field, um, doing all sorts of of, of marketing stuff, both like in in Dallas and in the office. I got to do a couple of uh, on-camera pre-videos that showed throughout regional Dallas Fort Worth television so I mean I'm, I'm a bit of a celebrity now wow um, I, I think I gained like 20 followers so I mean it, it was a very <laughs> productive summer to say the least um, yeah it was a, uh, for sure a blast uh, shout out to Carter Baum and Daniel Robertson they were awesome supervisors I had a great time um, I would do it all over again did you uh, what was the the best thing you got what was your favorite thing that you did while you were there you know i think it might have been those videos but at the same time um i really just love being on the field for the games because you know we're down there to get field kind of field view footage field field view footage and right behind us is like the big support section which are loud they're yelling all game long they have so many chants and so there's one game in particular um against vancouver where sc Dallas scored both their goals on that end of the field when i was down there and so just the stadium was going nuts it was like a hot sunday afternoon um, but it was just a blast. That was probably my best memory just because that was like, man, like I, I'm getting to do this, um, you know, as a job. And so that was just fantastic. Um, it was a great experience. I mean, it, it's pretty cool to be a, be a social, uh, be a professional social media Snapchat person. Pretty true. You, you, get, you get pretty creative with those things. Did you ever go into the big crowd section and take Snapchats with the people in there? No, I didn't, um, mainly because I didn't want beer thrown on me. Yeah, but true. I mean, it, it is pretty cool. After they score, they just go nuts, and so basically you can just run down the whole the whole end line, and you and you get some awesome shots. And so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, the team was in first place, so that, that didn't hurt either. Um, and so yeah, it was a complete blast. So transitioning to that, we both had fun summers mm-hmm. doing doing some work. But we also got to play at the same time, which makes me ask this question: When it comes to summer. What is one of the best things you can do that really just is like, man, that guy had a summer. Like, they're like, you know, those those kind of cornerstone things that you could do in the summer. To you, what are what are some of those things? I think one of my favorite things about summer that you don't really get the opportunity, at least in as you get later on into the the year, at least into late fall and winter and then early spring. I love going swimming, and you don't have that opportunity. Like this summer, I got to swim in just this lake in in Germany, and there's just a bunch of people swimming. You can't do that, you yeah. know, outside of a That's few true. months in certain states, especially um, Oklahoma. You can you can swim for a while, but then it'll get cold. But uh, there's something about me like to I like like oh you're at the lake or you're at the pool and you're just you know enjoying like grilling out and just having a, a nice barbecue or something and just having a good time with some hamburgers and hot dogs and. Uh, I think that is the one thing in summer that you don't get with the, I understand like you got tailgating in the fall, which is kind of similar, but it's just a little different. And then 
in the winter, obviously, you can't really do that. And so I think summer's the best because I like hot weather. Mm-hmm. I don't mind when it's 95 degrees outside. Right. I know a lot of people hate it. Same. But uh, I love I love that, and I love being outside. And I think that that, that summer, and also I want to add wiffle ball into that. Okay, Always yeah. a good game of right, wiffle right. ball going on. I love that, too. Um, but if you just have, like, people outside and having a nice cookout, it's always a good time. It's funny because I think mine would absolutely play into that, um, essentially – July 4th is like the most American mm-hmm. summer holiday festivity. I mean, you can throw in. The thing about July 4th is that you you can wake up early and you can, and you can watch a number of parades, yep. you know, more uh, Independence Day parades. Then you get the grill going. You know, people are coming over and you're playing wiffle ball. You're cooking out. You're, you know, you're, you're you're playing music. Maybe you're, maybe you're at the lake. You're at the creek. You're at the river. Um, this sounds like a country song right now. It's really true. <laughs> yeah, true. I got a pickup truck. I got my girls feet on the dash. <laughs> um, but then it gets to nighttime and you got the fireworks. And that's awesome. And I think that thing about fireworks is if you're like me you start like kind of like watching and you're just gazing and you realize like i've seen these a hundred times but i'm still every time i i I am amazed by it and so i think it's just really cool that july 4th is this very like unique holiday and um like like back where i'm from like you'll see these basically rail cars that sell fireworks and like they sell them you know from the middle of june to july 4th there's lines out the wazoo these fireworks and one of the best things is getting to light them up on your on your own and you feel like a real pyrotechnic. Um, I've almost pulled my hand off many a times. Oh, it's completely worth it. Very, 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 yeah. very JPB. Um, but yeah, and so I think that we're on the same page that those American kind of days, I mean, obviously they do it in places other than America, but I think just the idea of the July 4th kind of encompasses that American spirit of like, you're outside, you're relaxing by doing things. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it's kind of like you you have like that, that big summer holiday because it really isn't, I mean, between, you know, really from. I guess uh, maybe St. Patrick's Day to Labor Day. You know, there's only the one holiday, and that's July mm-hmm. 4th. I can't really think of a, of a bigger holiday between the summer months. Yeah, I mean, I guess you get like uh, Mother's Day and Father's Day, but those aren't really right. like days off of their right, week. right. So I can I can buy it. Memorial Day is the only other one really. I'm not really sure when that is. I didn't include May. it in there. May, um, May for Memorial. That's yeah, why I said that. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Is it really? <laughs> no, I, oh, okay. I'm making that up. Because no, then labor for. September, <laughs> okay, because well, teams lose. I know it's in May out. because my birthday's in May, and all the time kids couldn't come to my birthday parties oh. because their parents would be taking them somewhere for Memorial Day weekend. That's the worst. Yeah, it, is, it, it was really devastating growing up to like an eight year old. For me, my birthday was basically right as school was about to start again okay. after after winter break, January eleventh. Oh, okay, and so for me, it was kind of like my birthday was always kind of like the last hurrah of the break, and so that was kind of more of, a, of, of an investment of, of a. Um, incendiary, uh, what's the inve- incident, incit- incitement? Are you talking? I'm like thinking incentive to go back. <laughs> incentive, to okay. yeah, not incendiary. I think yeah, that's yeah. a incendiary is where you set stuff on fire. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that that's part of it too. But well, yeah, the yeah. idea of like you know, like it's Scott's birthday. Let's have one more last hurrah. And of course, like we're eight, we're going bowling, but it's still it's still hey, all the same. There's nothing wrong with bowling. Yeah, I like bowling. Um, you know what? I I will have disagree on though. Not a big fireworks fan. Really? It's just. I've seen them and I'm like, huh, I've seen them once. Oh. You've seen them a hundred times. And then I grew up on a farm and your animals start going crazy when there's fireworks. Right. And so then it becomes more of a hassle okay. of anything else. And we used to have kind of jerk neighbors that, you know, cause there's trees there. They don't realize, well, when you shoot it out that they, somebody lives there right? and they would shoot fireworks that it would land on our barn and stuff. Uh, and you okay. could, I mean, it could be very dangerous. It could set fire to right. hay and other stuff. So, when you have that and you're having to calm down like different animals from going crazy, sure. fireworks I think kind of lose their luster a little bit to me. But 
Um, I understand why people love them. Right. I just, it's not my favorite thing. Like, I, I'm going to choose to do other things besides watch fireworks so if I have the choice. If you own a farm, uh, call in. Tell us how you feel about fireworks. Um, are, are you for or against them? Um, do you feel like they, maybe, maybe there should be like a a farm animal daycare where they can go on July 4th? That way you can have your fireworks, not worry about, not worry about your animals. So go to a, a non-fireworks area, you can do your fireworks, well, then you bring your animals back on July 5th. And everything's happy. Well, I think what happened was that, you know, most of the time when you're on a farm, you're far enough away from people that doesn't really matter. Like, you're not going to run into that count. Right. But later on, they ended up building the people beside us that owned, like, the land beside us sold the land to a subdivision developer. Hmm. So they built a subdivision around our farm that went around behind it. And okay. that's when it started getting bad because right. you had these people, instead of going the two miles down the road to the fireworks show, right. we're just shooting them off from their back yeah. porch. Um, and that that's kind of when it killed off. But I understand like the whole cool part because I growing up in Georgia, you, fireworks are illegal. So you wanted fireworks, you have to drive to the state line to go to Tennessee or Alabama okay, to get fireworks. So I understand the whole right. like I remember when I was younger, we'd be like, oh, we're gonna get fireworks because yeah. you know you can't. But I guess as I got older, it just kind of worn off on me a little bit. I feel you. All right, when we come back, we're gonna discuss our back to school tips and other memories from returning to school. As we return to the podcast, I want to remind our listeners, all 10 of you, and that's probably being very generous, <laughs> yeah, um, starting this week, we're going to debut a new OU Daily Sports football podcast featuring me, Spencer Davis, and a couple other guys from the OU Daily football business and industry. Um, so look out for that. I'll be sure to push that on social media at Scott Heine on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to starting this football podcast. Um, I think that OU football is big enough where it can probably have, have its own thing. Me and Killer transitioning from the sports side to the more life and culture, more the, the more <laughs> refined arts. Oh yeah, of course. And so, speaking of arts, um, a terrible Whoa, segue. Speaking of arts, <laughs> speaking of your arts, shirt is art. I can tell thank, you that right now. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sporting an old navy. Um, button that is fancy. Kayla's sporting, of course, Colorado State Rams. So you're a big Rams fan now. Uh, well, I mean, if somebody gives you an opportunity, you kind of got to root for them. Sure. So I have like four favorite schools now that I root for. Have you ever heard of a man named Caleb Haney? Yeah. He, he used to start there. He used to go, he goes to my church. Oh, back, really? Back home in, in Forney, Texas. Did he so, play for the uh, Bears at one point? Bears, and I think I want to see he was on the Cowboys practice squad for a little bit. So, okay. Yeah. I think, I think actually now he's working on some sort of, um, non, or basically a helmet technology for seven on seven. Okay. So that's what he's doing right now. All right. So oh, yeah. Seven on seven is a big thing in Texas. Yes. Massive. massive yeah. Massive. I, I forget about that because most states don't have seven right. on seven yet. I'm not sure why it started. I guess because you want to. The small schools and small towns didn't have enough to make a full team. So right. they started seven on seven. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's a big thing now because basically it's the size of like basically AAU basketball kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really cool because like it, there's no coaches involved. Well, no coaches involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, oh, I, I air quoted there. I forgot we're Sorry. on camera. I air quoted when I said no coaches involved. All right. So we're getting off topic sorry, sorry, no, we didn't have a topic in general um so i said yeah we just shooting this off the hill um we're back i got school. relegated away from sports they didn't want my sports opinions i like anymore. the soccer reference <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're back at school um for us we are now in our second week of classes at ou 
Um, Kayla, of course, is a, a law law school grad. I am a in my last well, semester. Well, not a grad yet, but I sorry thank you for that. Grad law grad school. Is what I meant to say. I, I think I just gave up on the sentence. Law school and MBA. Law school and MBA. Yeah, that's double, what is that what you're trying to say? Double barrel, yeah. yeah. And then I'm in my last semester as an advertising student. So. Wait, you're not going to be here in the spring? No. Wow. Oh, Bro- we my just heart broke is broken. Live breaking news. Wow. Scott Heine is I'm gonna gone cry in December. To sleep now. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll have to do some some social call-in podcast or Yay, something. Skype once podcast. I'm adulting it. Um, oh, oh that's a question I have this summer. There's nobody else here as fun as you to do a podcast well, with. Maybe Dana or someone. I'm not. Uh, sure. She's mean. <laughs> Dana, Dana, of course, our new editor in chief, take over from Joe Masato, a year younger than me. Um, such so such how much I took initiative to apply for higher positions um i had a question this summer i heard of something called hashtag adulting have you ever heard of that no i think basically it's the idea of like the transition from doing things that you wouldn't know do to things like buying your own groceries or paying bills and like that's called adulting oh and i think so it's something like millennials like use i guess to describe the transition phase from like your parents and everything to kind of you being on your own I never heard of it. I was curious if it was something you heard of. Maybe it's like a big Colorado thing or something like that. No, I mean I've been doing that stuff for years now, so it's. <laughs> okay, it's a bit of a, I'm old. Adult man. It's just his life. Thirty. <laughs> but no, it's like uh, I, I don't understand why millennials have to make a big deal out of that. Like, how about you just do it? <laughs> don't make a big deal out yeah, of it. Yeah. Oh, I just bought groceries well, for the first time. Like, whoop de doo. Who cares? I think the idea is that we have to be tweeting about it. Like, no matter what we're doing. Yeah, it's and true. And if you're not, tw- not hashtagging, then you're not you're not tweeting right. That's true. And I mean, so, or Instagramming, right? Like, oh, Instagramming at Homeland. Here's my cheese I just bought. You know, I'm kind of over Instagram. I think that in my life, I do too many things to choose a photo. And, and, and you definitely like, because I don't want to be one of those each day posters. Like, I'm probably at minimum once a week. And so for me, I have to be doing something like rather impressive and rather out of the ordinary to, to, to deserve an Instagram post. But the downside is people only know what I'm doing then once a week. And so, but for Twitter, I tweet huh, 12 to 15 times a day. And so people always know what I'm doing. I mean, they know my every single thought. And so I'm just wondering, do you feel like Instagram is good? I don't own it. I don't have Instagram. That, so. All right. So basically, I, I, we're all I, I, we're I all against like Instagram here. Instagram, I think, is for people who really care about photos. Okay. And I don't really care about photos. Sure. I, I don't take photos unless I'm in a situation where it's like, oh, hey, I'm in I'm at Stonehenge. Right. Or I'm, you know, here or there. I'm not going to take photos. Because I went to Taco Bell, you know what I mean? Right. Like, oh yes. So, which uh, I've done before, and I, I look back and I say, Scott. But I feel but I, like I feel like if I'm going to take a photo and I want to be funny or something, I'm just going to use Snapchat. Right. Right. Like I just took a funny photo of you and put it on my Snapchat yeah. story. Uh, All photos of me are funny photos. Yeah. Clearly here. And right. so I don't understand. Uh, but Instagram, though, there's a lot of celebrities that are just Instagram celebrities. See, that's my I, thing. Yeah, it doesn't I make sense. In, in like knowing me from college, I think more college kids use Instagram than they do Twitter. Like all, amongst okay. all my friends, they have way more Instagram followers than they do Twitter followers. I'm reverse. I have a third of the times more followers on Twitter than I do Instagram. Even though I feel like I use Instagram relatively regularly, you know, you know compared to, compared to the average. Um, well, but I, I you're guess also not a girl showing like pictures of yourself in yoga pants. That's true. That's where a lot of Instagram yeah. followers. Come I think from. the big thing is that. Everyone's on Instagram, I think, because it's easy to understand. Like, you just take a photo and you share. Yeah, true. Twitter, I think people aren't so quite sure as far as 
what to share, when to share. And I think Twitter is becoming more and more like a tool for like live doing events. Like last night mm-hmm. with, the, with the VMAs, I was at a, at a bar. Um, what? And well, okay. I say I was at a bar. I was at a place that serves beer and there was like 10 people there and we were talking. I had one beer, but you know, it's wow, pretty Scott. crazy. Um, it was some uh, German bar place. I couldn't think what it was called. Das Boot Camp? No, it was in Oklahoma City, oh. Midtown. Oh, um, 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 it's, it's on top of a bowling Fassler alley. Hall. Yes, Fassler Hall. That's a that's a pretty cool place. Yeah, it was. I, would, I like going there. So it's nice. Um, I had a friend that was meeting up with another friend. He, I, I I typed along. But anyways, there's only ten people there. That's shocking. It that was, place yeah, is always it was, packed yes. when I rode there. Um, it was the VMAs were on, but it was Sorry. on mute, right? But yeah. I was a little bit on Twitter and know exactly what was happening with each different performance because everyone was talking about it. Mm. And so I think that. Unless you're really like into like, I think Twitter is like someone who has FOMO's best friend. If you like, you want to know what's going on all the time. Twitter is your is your friend, and you can better curate it based on what you want to know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because like, if I'm ever like wondering what's happening in the world, I know from Twitter before I know from the news or anything else. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. And so I think that's I don't know how I got to this point, but I think that's why I use Twitter. More than Instagram. I like, uh, so I only have Twitter and Facebook. Right. Facebook is where all your, like, racist friends from high school go to post <laughs> articles. Sure. Um, and Twitter is, like, we're the place where your racist friends from high school haven't figured out yet. Yes, and, thankfully. And they can't type on, <laughs> and they can't type all their stuff. Yeah, there's not 140 characters either. So and they, and they, have, like, they, they haven't figured out writing it in notes and screenshotting that uh-huh. and then posting picture of that photo mm-hmm. the picture posting the picture of that photo that's what i just said yeah and so i i like facebook obviously because like my mom's on there and stuff and right. i can see like people and you can kind of see more about maybe somebody's life and in yeah. depth about them i think that's more but, for like general like the world mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people i have on facebook that i wouldn't follow on twitter because like i don't need to know their every single you know what i'm saying i I need to know your life week week to week, not, you know, event to event, not like day to day. And you feel bad for not accepting a friend request. Yes, you do. But in Twitter, you don't necessarily have to follow somebody if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But at least now on Facebook, you can mute people. Yes. Thank God. Yes. I've muted some Which I've done a lot on Twitter, too. Um, When you follow a lot of, like, seasonal kind of people, like sports kind of people, like, Um, you know, like, from basically from... February to now, I've muted all that football people because like I'm dealing with soccer right now, so I can't have that kind of oh, okay. overload of sports. You know what I'm saying? All right. Do you go back and unmute them? Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll probably follow them. All right, I guess reopen them up as I feel like I need them. Okay. And so um, I've we'll only see. muted Brady. Oh, okay, yeah. Brady Vardaman, um, yeah. used to work for the Daily. He used to do a podcast here, and um, I'm just kidding. I he's now working for I believe the Dallas Morning News yeah he told me he was going to post all his Sooner post with Christmas stuff and he didn't do that so I'm a little disappointed in him. interesting we might have Brady on to discuss our, our, for our, our Christmas episode because Brady <laughs> Vardaman like me is a massive fan of Christmas like we're, we're big on the me too. like starts in October kind of yes. thing after Halloween I, right, I, have, I have three Christmas albums in my car at good. all time good all right so we'll get to that um, look out for our, our Christmas special Woo. in uh, early December all right I cannot so, wait we're back at school Yep. We're one week in now. Yep. What are the tips that we need to know in order to have a successful semester? And, you know, where often do people go wrong? Um, because for me personally, I've understood and loved it now the idea of scheduling. For a while, I hated writing things down because I felt like I would write it down, never look at it again. But now I've learned through different apps and through like carrying a really nice planner that to know what you're doing each day, Especially the more you get involved as you get old, kind of older into college, it's so vi- valuable. 
And so I think for me, I'm almost excited for school because that means I have a lot of things that happen each week and a lot of events. I'm excited to schedule those things. I think that keeps, keeps me on top. So I would say my, one of my tips is schedule things out, whether that be through like a phone app or through like a, you know, a, a pen and paper, Stonehenge kind of thing. Stonehenge? A Stonehenge, a Stonehenge era scheduler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to really hurt. You're all <laughs> stuck over at it. my mom. Clearly it's August. I'm not in mid, <laughs> mid-podcast form yet. He didn't schedule out what he was going to say on this podcast. I can tell you that. Yeah, also looking at our schedule, we have intro, back to school, and then I wrote, what's up, question mark, with the number one and nothing next to it. <laughs> Love it. Okay. No, I, I buy into that because, uh, honestly, I'm not a schedule. I'm not a very organized person um, to my own detriment right. at times. It's just one of those things that I think is really hard to start doing, but I think if you do do it, it's good. Right. I've noticed that uh, a lot of people... Yeah. I noticed a lot of people in like graduate classes and stuff, like people that are highly driven and everything mm-hmm. like that, always seem to be very detail oriented in their schedules. Right. And I think like that's where you get like those Nick Saban guys and yeah. other stuff in sports that are very good because yes. they're very schedule detail oriented. Right. Um, whereas I'm more of a go with the flow type person, uh, but maybe I should switch up a little bit. But uh, no, I, I think that's a good idea. I think uh, one thing that I think is is key for college students um, especially those that don't live on campus so if you're living off campus in an apartment and you're making your own meals and stuff don't do what I did last week go out and get your groceries before school starts and don't be like oh it's like Tuesday afternoon I don't want to go get groceries I'm just going to go to Wendy's or something because that's where you get like you start eating bad stuff where you probably shouldn't be I think it's really hard to do it when you're in college because a lot of times you don't know how to cook a lot of things. Right. Let's be honest. I mean, right. if you're 19 years old, 20 years old, I didn't know how to cook a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I only learned from watching Food Network, and didn't, you can, but you can Google anything. So right. if there's something that you want to make, just Google it, and you'll find a recipe sure. in two seconds. That's, and, that's a key for life. You can Google anything. Yeah. You can YouTube video anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can. I fix my car from YouTube videos. There you go. Yeah. See? So I think one of my keys is go out, get yourself some. You know, breakfast food because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't eat breakfast, and I'm one of them. I love breakfast. Yeah. Uh, I because I, I have to I have to wake up an extra twenty minutes early just so I can have breakfast. Right. But uh, if go out and buy your some lunch or something so that you can eat a sandwich at home that'll save you seven eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it saves you money. It's probably better for you than what you're going to get right. out if you get pizza or something else. Not great for you. And then you can make yourself something quick. You can make spaghetti. You can make pasta at home. You can, you know, fire up. Uh, if you have a little outside grill, you can go get a grill at Walmart for $20. Yep. Or a Foreman grill. Yeah, or that too. And you can put, a, you know, some chicken on there, some steak, or some make your own hamburgers. I mean, yep. And it'll save you money. Right. Especially, I know as college kids, like a lot of people, <laughs> where A, they're living off student loans, mm-hmm. or B, you're working, you know, probably a part-time job and you're having to deal with what you can deal with. Maybe, maybe you get some money and help from some, your parents. Maybe you don't. I mean... But even if you do get money from your parents, you don't want to blow that on right. Taco Bell every night. Yeah. So I say be sure to handle your meal planning. That'll keep you from putting on bad weight, yep. and it'll save you money in the long term. Um, don't make the mistake like I did. Another one of my tips here is don't buy a parking pass. Interesting. <laughs> Just shoot for it. Just so shoot for it. So the parking pass $250, right? Right. So that's 10 tickets I can get. So they got to find me 10 times before mm-hmm. I sp- spend $250. Right. Interesting. 
That's right. a big campus. So, but you, you are for sure that there's no like increasing price. Like no matter how many tickets you get, it's it, nope. it's always going to be twenty five, from what I understand. Interesting. But and there's places like if if you're a student uh, here and you don't live close enough to walk, you can park at the Lloyd Noble for free and ride right. the bus over sure. to the football stadium, yep. and you can pretty much walk anywhere from there. Right. Or there, if you're on the north side of campus, there's churches by Campus Corner that allow you to park for free as well. Right. And you can park there for free and just, I mean, you may have to walk a little bit further, mm-hmm. but it's free. You're not spending $250. Interesting. So. See, that's funny because this kind of goes contrary to my opinion. Um, I own a parking pass. Um, now, granted, I'm leaving in December, so I'm only paying $125. Um, because it, it, it's a half semester price, but still, you're well, essentially it, paying forty dollars a per, month for right, that part per, per day. Per day is the same. Um, but see, for me, it's I'm a very day by day set plan thing. So I get up at seven a.m. every morning. We're always we're always of what I have going on at least Monday, Monday through Thursday. Um, and so for me, I like the idea of getting up, blah blah blah, blah knowing I'll have to be at the stadium by eight thirty to get a, to get a good spot, and then I come home. And clearly, like that does cost that does cost more money. And um, thankfully, my, my parents um, pay for that parking pass. And that's, that's awesome. Shout out to John and Kristen Heine. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting. I, I never thought of that. I guess I know plenty of people who just get tickets a lot. Um, for me, though, me being a an over warrior, a very anxious person, I don't think I could function throughout the day, knowing knowing every day I, I have to either find a but, spot or just hope you know because you know what if you do get to like eight tickets and it's like november 10th you know what i mean um and so you're like last couple of months like you know what are you what are you gonna do we have to think about it's all timing issue so how many how i guess it also comes into how long are you on campus for are right. you somebody that takes three two classes and then you go back See, home i'm in because that case you're probably way right. less of a risk of getting a See, ticket i'm 8 30 to 6 every day if you're doing that then which is probably a big part of it but you could also just park at lloyd noble for free and just ride right. the bus that is leave true. 15 minutes earlier that is true. get on the bus and you just right. go back when you're ready That's it just point. depends yeah and i mean if, you, if you've seen this, this semester the lines for that is ridiculously long because i think more people are realizing that that's way cheaper I mean, you know, maybe there's the inconvenience of like, you know, you, you can't really like leave on command like if you need to go home for some reason. Yeah. But ultimately, it's probably worth saving the quarter thousand dollars, um, you know, to wait maybe a long line after you know five p.m. after class. But ultimately, you know, you're you're still saving money. It's all what your what your value is. Do you value the dollar more or do you value, uh, your your time your kind time. of yeah, it, efficiency? It's, it's, for economics, it's opportunity cost versus real cost. Right. And so, what do you feel like is worth more? Um, luckily, I'm close. I live close enough to the law school now that I can just walk from my house. That's great, and that saves. I mean, that gives me exercise and mm-hmm. saves me. I understand that the, the law school Lloyd Noble is about two miles away from. It's about a two mile walk to the football stadium from there. Right. So for other people, it's not yeah. very feasible if you're living on this. If you're on main campus. Well, here's but. something. Um, you know, there's the thought maybe maybe do you park at Lloyd Noble and then you bike to campus. Oh, yeah. there really isn't a lot of great biking roads from campus to. Uh, from Lloyd Noble to campus because either you have Jenkins, which is a two, which is a, a one way, mm-hmm. no sidewalk street for for a lot of the way, or you have Asp, which goes through which which can work, but that's going through all of like the dorm area. Where there's a lot of cross traffic, mm-hmm. a lot of it, it, there's not a very efficient kind of like straightforward bike path. I mean, that's not a good excuse, but if biking is your flavor, um, that that is certainly an option. But like biking stuff because that's a you have to deal with weather, and so I don't like yeah. the idea of kind of like. Either it's, if you're if you're in, you're kind of screwed, 
or if you know if it's if it's just incredibly hot, you're coming to the class all sweaty. If it's cold, it's not a big deal. But like me, someone like I cannot stand to be sweaty in a situation where sense. I'm like going to be in that sweat kind of all day long. Um, but anyways, that's a gr- another great yeah, it's tip. Just a, it's just every like I said, everybody's different flavor, and people do the same for books. They right. don't buy textbooks because right. a you can find another class member. Mm-hmm. You might not even need it. Cause some professors right don't even really use them. It just mm-hmm. depends. Yeah, that's interesting. This this semester was the first time I ever had a book that was sold only through the university. So it was on Amazon or anything. Wow. So I'm either paying one fifty for the book, or I'm not going to get it. So right now I'm kind of in that waited out, see how long, like see if I, see if I, if I really need it, yeah. Um, or if you know there's a classmate, you know, because you know like we're in groups, so like I know, I know people in class, but textbooks are another thing. Like you've got you got to learn Amazon and used books and um, and rental books, um, because if if you just, if you just buy all your books from the school every year, that you're gonna pay probably 120 percent more than than you would if you oh, could yeah. you know kind of kind of research your or way. Just, I mean, into, find somebody in the class that you're good friends with and share the book right, with right, each other right. too. Yeah. All great tips. All right. So we come back to our final segment. We're going to discuss what is relevant in the world today. As we're back, I want to go over one of our sponsors for today. Um, we're brought to you by Pebble. Pebble is a watch that I bought this summer. It's like a smartwatch, but it's um, a lot cheaper than Apple Watch. Um, it's really nice. It has all the notifications. It's waterproof. It gives me all my phone calls. I can play music from it. It's all these great things. So check it out. Pebble.com. Not an actual sponsor. Just something I did this summer. All right, Kale. It's 1,900 hours. Cool. Yeah. Um, my watch is broken. I don't know why. It just keeps counting. Like, it, it won't stop. Um, I'm joking. It's about uh, great time. I understand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we return back, and Scott. we... <laughs> As we wrap this thing up, we came to an interesting bit of disagreement, and Kale, you recently made a new purchase. Yeah, um, my Madden, I pre-ordered that, and it arrived on last Tuesday, so I've had it for about a week now. Um, It's kind of tough. My girlfriend was in town, didn't get to play a little bit this weekend. Uh, Yeah, it sucks having a girlfriend. Yeah, you can't play Madden all the time. Yeah, no. it just uh, it's all matters. But to me. we found out that you're not necessarily the biggest fan of Madden, right? So I love Madden. Growing up, I played Madden all the time. Mm-hmm. Like probably as far as like all the years I lived, I probably played that game the most just because I've had like the most versions of it, yep. and because you know NCAA hasn't lasted as long. Um, but what I found was by playing NCAA is that the game feels just so much clunkier and slower. I think it's because the quality is better because you have less teams. There's less variance between players. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just less enjoyable to play that. Um, I don't know why. Like, I think I, I want to like it all the time. I just can't get behind it. It just never ends up having that, like, where I can play it for a couple hours kind of feel to it. I See, I was a much bigger fan of NCAA. I used to buy NCAA every year. I didn't buy Madden every year mm-hmm. because I just I like college football more, for I mean, sure. honestly. Yeah, but, that's uh, the same here. But Madden, though, the actual gameplay is a little bit better because – those teams are more even mm-hmm. and you have to really worry about your matchups and everything else yeah. a lot more. Um, now NCAA did have ultimate team going on when they finally collapsed a couple years ago, but Madden ultimate team is great. I love that mode. I love how they just kind of came up with that. MLB the show also has that. I bought a PlayStation four just so I could get MLB the show. I missed that game. Um, because you can't get that on Xbox. Right. And so I had Xbox for, 
probably five, six years, and I couldn't get any. There's no baseball game at all on yeah. Xbox. So right. that kind of that was why I went back to PlayStation. But I kind of love those game modes now. But they do kind of appeal like to weaknesses and addiction. They they take that uh, freemium kind of concept yep. and apply it to a video game. Yep. And Madden makes more money off people buying stuff for Ultimate Team than they do actually on people selling the, buying the game. Well, yeah, I think they realize that you know like all these users on their on their profiles have like credit card information kind of already yep. in there because you know like like for, so, like for instance for me I had EA access, and so yeah. you know I think it's three dollars a year I get access to like like I own FIFA sixteen through EX it's like not they're actually buying it same thing with like the old Madden some of the old first person shooter games but that's already on there so like you know let's say I, I want to buy you know 100 coins on Madden I can just click yes there's no like I just and then it, it buys it so there, there's it's all about one touch ordering which is efficient but it's also a very slippery slope if you have no self control and it's mm-hmm. like especially you know like I'm imagining like you're, you're playing for like four hours like that and like you're so close to like the, to getting this you know one player you know enough money it's so easy just to buy some coins and to mm-hmm. buy the guy, but ultimately, like you're paying real money for, for a completely fake fantasy yeah. fake game, which I I can't wrap my mind around. But I I know people do it a lot, and I fully understand why they do that. Um, I just I don't know. I, I don't even thought of it I as think, like a drawback against Madden. I think they uh, use your competitive nature against your for yourself sure. in that. And sure. They also use you know like a gambler's addiction in that mm-hmm. too, because it's like hey, buy this pack of cards just like you would buy baseball cards as a kid growing up. And you know, Might oh get like well, you didn't player. get anybody on this one, but if you get the You're next again. one, and it keeps going, right. then all of a sudden you do get like uh, a Richard Sermon or somebody, sure. and then it's like, oh well, I'll get you know Aaron Rodgers the next time, yeah. and you right. keep doing that over and over and over again, and you don't realize that you just ran up five hundred dollars on your credit card, yeah, from from Madden. I, I I don't know where I draw the line of if that's okay if yeah. it's just a good business model or if I draw the line of that's kind of messed up a little bit I think I would say it was okay if the rating wasn't so low or you have very young people doing that yeah and I'm just gonna assume that with most of those guys it's like a parent's credit card that, that's that's still on the account and if there's not like parental you know protection set up to block that then I mean you can really easily you know have someone charge that and you know mm-hmm. like especially like if you know if the parent isn't like checking the bills to see that I think that's where I have like the moral issue. Like, yeah, if, if the game kids. if the game was rated, you know, M, which I don't think it should be, then I, I would say, okay, well, you know, it's kind of like buyer beware. But because you have so many kids, I mean, I'm, I don't know, I'm sure, I mean, tons of kids play play Madden because they, you know they want to play with their, with their with their favorite players. But when you throw this money thing into it, it's kind of like I don't feel like kids should be playing. I mean, if kids that can buy that stuff couldn't legally gamble but i don't think they should, they should be able to be able to have that access yeah and as a parent you can't watch your kid the whole time and explain madden too to make sure he's not buying the stuff right yeah i don't mind if a 45 year old dude who makes his money off whatever yeah. has plenty of money yeah, and spending want. a grand on the game sure. like i don't care but like yeah like you said when you do get like a 12 year old or somebody who's just put 400 dollars on his mom's credit card mm-hmm. because he doesn't realize what he's actually doing right um, yeah, then it becomes a little bit of a problem. So it's it's a slippery slope. I, I don't know, but I think that's just what the future is, and we right. just got to get used to it. Yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, I ultimately it's credit to EA Sports. Like that that is smart in, in terms of maximizing your, your revenue. Um, I mean, like any of those kind of like they're kind of now like subscription based services. Mm-hmm. You know, like where you get this, you upgrade to this. You know, you you 
you know, they, they buy the game that, that's a flat six dollar fee to get in the door. But then you know, you know, if, if you know you can get ten dollars out of this person per month for the next year, I mean, you know, you're you're, you're doubling basically what they're buying for the game. Yeah. All right, so we've wrapped up our first episode, Kale, our twelfth overall, um, but one per month, and so we've come a long way. Woo. I'm excited to do this semester with you. You're you going too. to. <laughs> I love you. You're going to Houston this weekend, right? I am. Where are you sitting for the game? Uh, I don't know. It's a student section, so we don't get our tickets oh, yet. Oh, yeah. wild child. Always. It's cheaper. Are you going to wear your yellow horse shirt? No, no you're not. This one. No, I have to wear the polo, the coach's polo for the games. It's I feel cla- wrong. You're classy. classy. Yeah. All right. Uh, and, basketball game is a little bit different. Right. Though. And what is your score prediction? Oh, um, I think it's going to be very high scoring. Okay. Um, I think... I think the biggest mismatch in this game might be OU's defensive line versus Houston's offensive line, so I feel like they can get some pressure. Greg Ward's obviously going to be able to overcome some of those deficiencies, but I don't know if he can overcome enough. I like OU like 38-30 to 30 or 31, maybe 28, somewhere in that range. Um, I think I think it'll be really – I think it'll be closer than the 10-point spread, though, for sure. All right. What about you? I'm going to go ahead and say 35-30 OU. Okay. In a similar sort of game. I think it's a lot like the Baylor game last year, except OU pulls away not because Baylor had some injuries, but because just the, the, the the gaps of, like, the, you know, like the talent, like, on, like, the twos and the threes, you know, the past the starters when a game gets long, if it's a high-scoring game, I think that's kind of like where that goes through. You know, you, if, you, if you have P. Ryan and Nixon luring down the defensive line, I think that's kind of where it goes. You kind of ices it late in the game with, with the running game. All right, that's it for this week's show. Tune in next week, and um, we'll see you next time on No Fun Intended. Bye.